Hello, and welcome to Haunts and Creeps. I'm your host, Asia, and this is... Rose. Stop <laughs> that. God, I hate it. I'm actually doing it now because you hate it. No. It's so much more fun. God damn it. I'm so awkward. I know, but you're adorable. <laughs> Adorkable, I guess. I'm, I guess it's not the worst thing to be. <laughs> you're cute, you're entertaining, and you live for my entertainment now. <laughs> oh, okay. Thanks. <laughs> All right. How was your week? It was, um, oh my God, I have no sense of time anymore. <laughs> Night shift has fucked up my sense of time. What is today? Saturday. Yes. My week was... Mm. <laughs> Not notable? Not notable for anything, really, yeah. All right. Um, my immune system hates me, so that's been my week. Yeah. It's been really shitty. <laughs> <laughs> Do you have a disturbing thing? I hope it's not just your immune system. No, as much as it does bother me. My disturbing thing right now is Trump's reaction to the whole election. Hmm, tell me more. Uh, Trump refuses to concede as Biden's margin of victory widens is the head title of an NPR article. An NPR, I feel like, I don't, this, I don't listen to the news, I don't watch it, but NPR is like, more reputable reputable to yeah. me than most it's That's pretty reputable yeah reputable 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 <laughs> it was like trump released a statement claiming the election was far from over and falsely accusing the president-elect biden of attempting to undermine the electoral process and vowing to take the election to courts he's going to do that on monday dope yeah sounds like the world out there is just as fucked as i left it oh yeah it's great it's like, he's a very sore loser. Yeah. <laughs> I don't care who won. I mean, I kind of do a little bit, but at the same time, the reaction also makes a big difference to yeah. me. Like don't be how, a sore loser. Exactly. How you respond to not winning really says a lot about someone's character. Yeah. It doesn't matter if it's sports, if it's a small card game, or the election, your response to not winning makes a huge statement onto who yeah. you are as a person. Trump's so. like... Flipping the table like, you cheated! I can prove it! <laughs> yeah, he's quoted by saying, bad things happened, which our observers were not allowed to see. And he's got this whole statement about how it was basically rigged and how they're going to go over the votes again because <laughs> rigged. he doesn't want to count the illegal ballots, just the legal ballots. Like, what determines if a ballot is legal or illegal? Yeah, I'm sure there's a lot of bureaucracy behind yeah. that question. So... I don't think he's going to stop until someone makes him stop fighting these outcomes. Yeah. That's oh, well. my disturbing things. I Maybe don't... he'll tire himself out. <laughs> that would be great. But nice. yeah, we'll see. Okay, what's yours? Uh, my disturbing thing. So last week. That was last week. Hmm. Oh, my. The time. Okay. Last week we talked about how my shift was going to suck. Oh, yeah. On Halloween. Halloween. Mm-hmm. It didn't suck. What? Yeah. It was a good shift. And this is what disturbs me. Because the first full moon of October was on the 1st. Uh -huh. I looked it up. It was a fucking horrible shift. And I remember talking to my charge nurse about it. And I was like, oh, it's a full moon. And then I was looking through the October chart and I was like, there's going to be a second full moon. And she was like, no. And I was like, yeah, there's a second full moon on Halloween. And she was like, we're fucked. So for the rest of the month, after that shift, almost every single one of my shifts sucked total dick. 
like bad. <laughs> like before that, I would have a shift like that every like once a month. This was every shift except for two. And she was there for almost all of them as the charge nurse. Oh. So then on Halloween, I'm like gearing up, mm-hmm. like getting ready to get fucked in the ass, basically. <laughs> like just ready to take ready it. To bend over and take it. <laughs> yeah, I was like, this is just, it's got to happen. But I was going to make the most of it. So I got myself a little headband with, you know, cat ears on it. Because mm-hmm. I was like, I'm just going to try and make this fun. And it ended up being fine. The craziest thing, I got a college kid who got bit in the hand by his friend. And he was easy. Werewolf! (laughs) Yeah, that was the joke. Like, you better not be a fucking zombie. Anyways, (laughs) the shift was super easy. And, like, even the charge nurse had an easy shift. But everyone around us was suffering. Like, they were all having horrible shifts. And I think what happened is because her and I were there on the first full moon, we had a horrible month together. And then we were there on the last full moon and it fucking righted itself. The moon, like some sort of like, (laughs) yeah, some sort of unseen, magical, cosmic something happened (laughs) and it righted itself because my shift since then have been all right. Good. I'm glad to hear that. Yeah. But I'm also disturbed. Yeah. Understandably (laughs) so. I don't want the moon to have that much effect. Like on an entire month? Why? (laughs) It was horrible. I hated my job so much. Okay, I'm done. Fuck this. <laughs> oh. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry, technical difficulties. Technical difficulties. Anyways. <clears throat> what is your story today? What does it entail? We have such an exciting story today. From what I heard, it's not exactly a haunting, but more of a cryptid. Yes. It, it involves many things. Okay, where do we... What borders do we cross here? Are we still in Alaska? We're in... mm. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, so kind of. We got one foot in Alaska, one foot in Canada. But we all know that it's basically all Alaska anyway, so... (laughs) Okay. So Alaska kind of bleeds into Canada. You have to go through Canada to get to Alaska. You do. That is true. All right. So, um, I was looking up Alaska hauntings, not finding a whole lot. And then I found this... Um, Alaska's got this saber wolf. Saber wolf? Yeah, is one of the names it goes by. It's a massive wolf that's seen from time to time up in Alaska. So I was digging into it, and I unearthed this entire fucking story that's dope. Okay. And I'm ready to share. Well, I'm ready to listen. All right, so. I was thinking Sabertooth Tiger when you said Saber Wolf, so. I know, it's dope. It's a dope-ass name. If I had a band, I'd call it Saber Wolf. Really? Yeah, because I'm kind of thinking, like, Cyborg Wolf, you know? Okay. Like, you're thinking Sabertooth, I'm thinking Cyborg Wolf. It's, either way, it's cool as fuck. (laughs) (laughs) Um, so. Cyber Wolf? Yeah. I think that'd be a cooler band name. Cyberwolf! Oh, shit. <laughs> Anyways, so this takes us to Nahani National Park Reserve, which is actually in Canada. Oh, okay. So we're <laughs> kind of in Canada. We're in Canada. So it's an almost international episode. Sort of. <laughs> sort of. We got one foot in Alaska, though. Okay. So, <laughs> okay. So the Nahani National Park Reserve is also known as the Valley of the Headless Men. Oh, shit. And that is a big hint. 
<laughs> okay, so. Headless men. I'm guessing we end up with a lot of decapitated people here. Yes. Oh my god, you're so smart. Okay, oh, so. thanks. This valley surrounds the Nahani River, and it has four-plus canyons that are at least 3,300 feet in depth. That's um, a lot. Yeah. That's that's a lot. It is a lot. It's huge. It, if you see pictures of the, this place, but it's <laughs> fucking crazy. It is the most intense, sh like, terrain I think I've seen. You said it's just one canyon, or is it multiple canyons? It's four canyons. Four of them. And shit. a river, and some other shit. So, the canyons are all called 1st, 2nd, 3rd, and 4th. Hold up. You said it was 3,300 or 3,300 3, feet. Okay, depth. so that's 3,000. Yeah. 300. Okay, I decided to Google the Grand Canyon depth, and it's 6,000. So. Okay, but the Grand Canyon's deep as fuck, so if you're yeah. half as deep as the Grand Canyon... Yeah, and four of them? That's intense. Yeah. It's like mini canyons yeah i'd say grand canyons but many grand canyons <laughs> four of them all put together they'd be double the size yeah <laughs> um yeah so they're called first second third and fourth canyon oh that's very creative i know and that's because prospectors named them like numbered them as they traveled up the river so as they found them oh this is the first canyon we found so oh, let's hey, call look. it first canyon there's a second one and a third <laughs> And a fourth. I wonder how much they were waiting in anticipation for the fifth. Yeah. <laughs> I have no idea, but pretty boring. Um, but this takes place, a lot of this. So, okay, prospectors are in this place during the fucking Klondike Gold Rush. Which Gold is, Rush. We're just, we're on a roll here. I know. The Klondike Gold Rush apparently was a large thing in Alaska. Yeah. Um, we've gotten that one. Yeah. It was like episodes. the third time in a row. So. Nahani, the word, um, originates from the Denny people. So, like, Alaska and Canada, they have a lot of, like, native tribes. Right. And right now, like, currently, the Denny tribe kind of is within this valley. Okay. And they named it the valley Nahani after the Naha tribe, which okay. is an ancient tribe that supposedly used to be there. But vanished without a trace. That was mysterious. Yes. They weren't like pushed out or anything. They were literally vanished. They just vanished. Maybe they went into hiding. We'll see. I wonder if there's still people from that tribe that we'll like. We'll see. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Let me have fun with this. <laughs> so Nahani means river of the land of the Naha people. That's a lot of words to fit into one. I know. Nahani makes it sound possessive like. That tribe's river. Right. Yeah. And it, I don't know. Maybe that is more of a better. I don't know. Anyway, it's not a language I'm familiar with, but with general language structure, that's what it sounds like. <laughs> so the geography of this place is metal as fuck. And I'm going to go into it because it matters. <laughs> what the fuck is your watch doing? It's recording you. Make it stop. <laughs> the government is not allowed to know that we are podcasting i got a notification of activity like you could still do it like work out and have oh. exercise and shit and i looked at it and then it started siri started out of nowhere siri get out of my head <laughs> god she's creepy sorry guys <laughs> it was weird that was funny as shit anyways so i'm gonna go into the geography of this place because it's kind of important okay. to like the, all the mythical lore that surrounds the nahani headless men 
Valley. What are you doing? I'm trying to make you drink your wine so I oh. can refill it. I was like, why are you filling my wine half full? Yeah, I see. Okay. it's because you haven't drank enough. And I would like more without taking it all. <clears throat> Give me your glass. Jesus Christ. Okay. <laughs> so, it used to be an ancient inland sea. And this was 500 to 200 million years ago. Shit. Okay. So then, when the seabed dried up, the sediment that it left pressed into layers of rock which still contain thousands of ancient fossils. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah. Fossils fascinate me. Anything with archaeology fascinates me, and I definitely miss my calling. Archaeology is dope, actually. It's really dope, and I always wonder where that line between grave robbing and archaeology lies. <laughs> Take an archaeology class. They go into that shit. Because that's, like, is it time? Is no. that what makes it a difference? No, archaeologists, no. Okay. Grave robbing, there is no like discretion there's no care for the history archaeology is like super careful yeah. about the history and you don't remove shit you you know you have to get license and permits from the local people and you have to document fucking everything so it's documented great and you can't make money off of what you've dug up like you can't no, they sell usually it. end up in like museums and stuff to be studied right research facilities. right there's a lot more red tape Okay, so that's the difference. Red tape and documentation. Yeah, basically bureaucracy. <laughs> <laughs> okay, continue. Sorry, I keep interrupting. That's okay. This one's cool as fuck, so, you know. I'm excited. I'm looking yeah. forward to it. Yeah. So, um, so, all the fossils, whatever. Then, later in history, the North American and Pacific plates collided, throwing up these massive mountain-type things, ridges, mountain type things <laughs> ridges into the valley which are still there today and what it's really known for and here's why hold on yes sorry i know i'm interrupting again <laughs> but that makes me picture you've got this 3300 foot uh canyon canyon i was about to say cavern and that wasn't right canyon and then you have ridges coming up through it so is that no, like no, no, no. oh it's not through it it's on no. the next to it let me explain. Okay, go ahead. Explain, please, because my mildly tipsy brain is picturing, like, mountains coming up out of canyons. And, like, is it No, even? the canyons is aren't there just... yet. Right now, it's a riff. It's like a oh, seabed. Oh, okay. So this is how it creates the canyons. Yes. This is, like, 500 million years ago. I got it. Leave my so... tipsy brain alone. <laughs> so this is a... Imagine a flat seabed with fossils. Okay. And the plates underneath the seabed collide, throwing up mm, the mm -hmm. canyony ridges but on top of that after those sort of shot up into the sky mm -hmm. um the sediment from the bottom of the sea eventually erodes away leaving the canyons because you've already got these ridges sedimenty like sandy shit mm -hmm. gets you know erodes so I away. i should just let you finish your sentence yes <laughs> is my point <laughs> And that leaves the canyons. But on top of that, there's volcanic shit going on, too. And Ice Age shit. So, when the two plates collided, mm -hmm. this caused volcanic activity. Makes sense. And it caused lava underneath the plates to surge up through the layers of sediment and create what's called igneous batholiths. Okay. Which sounds so cool. 
See, that sounds like a better band name. Yeah. Igneous Batholith. <laughs> It'd be dope. <laughs> it would be. And that's with the TH at the end. Yeah. And so you've got these ridges and you got these warm batholiths and you've got the sediment eroding away and it creates this fucking crazy ass canyony ridgy landscape that one writer that I was whose blog post I was reading described more like Mordor than some like random canyon in Canada. Like Mordor? Yes. Wow, that is quite the comparison. <laughs> yes. So imagine Mordor for now. From okay. this point forward, we're in Mordor. Got it. Okay, Thank you, so. Frodo. <laughs> <laughs> Aver a bit, a bit. Over. <laughs> That's staying in, by the way. <laughs> God damn it. <laughs> we can take out the part where you hit your vape, but not where I'm like dripping over my tongue. See, I paused. That's a difference. I didn't have to oh, cut it out. So I, I gotta paused. pause before I make my mistakes. Yes. Okay, I understand now. <laughs> Sorry, everyone. I needed nicotine. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so over the past two million years, since all that sort of shit was going on, um, the park's gone through multiple ice ages. The most recent one only touched the very tip of it is what I read. I think it was called like, oh my God, I should have wrote this down. It was called like the Wisconsin ice age or some shit like that. Wisconsin's nowhere you know near what? Alaska. Yes. Yeah, don't quote me on that. Is it it started Alaskan? with a W. No. <laughs> it started with a W. Anyways, it happened. <laughs> And I don't even know why I mentioned that. Because I didn't even write it down. But I took it out of my memory. I was like, I remember that part. That, sh that goes well here. <laughs> that works, doesn't it? Wisconsin <laughs> and Canada and Alaska. Totally flows. <laughs> <laughs> so, on top of being a seabed, to ridges from volcanic whatever, to ice ages coming and going, the geography that we have today is complex yeah. And so, like, diversified that the ecosystems and the climates that arise from it are super diverse. Yeah, that makes sense. Complete yeah. sense. I'm trying to picture it in my head. The topology would be... Sorry, topography. Topology is a different study. Topography would be intense, not to mention all the stuff that each part of those brings with it. I yeah. mean, you've got the carbon, you've got salt, you've got a bunch of different things going into one area, and that's... All sorts of different lives. Yeah. And so it's created, and this was difficult to find, and I did my research. Like, I was going on the National Park website, Wikipedia, da-da-da-da-da, to try and figure out, because when I was looking at all these anecdotes, it was mentioning, like, oh, it's almost like a jungle. And I was like, yo, a jungle in Canada sounds fucking crazy. Like, if this is true, I want to know. I didn't find anything about a jungle, but there are, what I did find is that this valley has the most diverse flora and fauna local to it than any other place in Northern America. That's intense. So it goes from being, you know, like, I don't know, high plains shit, like cold, dry at the very top to like maybe nearly jungle conditions at the bottom of these canyons. You where think there's it like, has the humidity? Yeah, there's mist. Yeah. Wow. People mention that there's mists and shit filling the filling the ridges in the valleys. Lava flowing like in the rock behind, creating that mist. Because if you have the heat and the cold combating together, you're gonna get mist. So that's a theory. Yeah, and so, and the other thing is that like, not people don't go into the park anymore. 
because mm. of how mysterious and fucking scary it is. I'm guessing you don't make it out alive. Exactly. You oh. don't. So okay. There so could, I want to go. There but. could very well be volcanic action. Jungles. I just want our listeners to picture a Canadian jungle. That's what I want you to picture for this, for all intents and purposes. I picture snow and poison tree frogs. Not, you know, like <laughs> snow at the top, snowy glacier shit at the top, and then you descend into the jungle where things are lurking in the trees and the mists are like covering your field of vision. You can't see shit and you don't know what's in the bushes. Sounds exciting. I was going to say, when can we go? But I guess we can't. Well, you can visit the park. But as I will get into later, parts of it are closed off mm -hmm. to the public. So, the Valley of the Headless Men. Ooh. The Valley of the Headless Men received its name because of all the headless men. That makes sense. <laughs> Drink some more of your wine. Oh, God. Get on my level, bitch. I'm trying to read, though. I know. I appreciate your enthusiasm. Your I just want you to have fun. appears to me to be... The level where I can't read things. <laughs> I'm not even that far. I am one glass of wine in. I'm just I... relaxed and having fun. You're right. I, I'm, I'm too uptight. I know. That's why I'm trying to get you to relax a little. Drink your wine. Relax. I just want to receive. I just want to. I just want to gift the listeners with a dope ass episode. And you're doing a great job. And I keep stopping it. So right, continue. Right. So the Valley of the Headless Men was so named after all the decapitated bodies that have been found in it and for the people just straight up disappearing. Do they find out why the heads keep falling off? Do they find the heads? You are so good at foreshadowing. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so the legends of the Valley of the Headless Men began actually pretty recently in 1904. So, in 1904, two brothers... Frank and Willie McLeod made the journey. Mc, McLeod. Willie and Frank. McLeod. Are they Irish? I don't fucking know, Asia. <laughs> Let me see the spelling. M-C-L-E-O-D. M-C-L-E-O-D. Yeah, that could be Irish. Maybe yeah. Scottish. I don't know. It's got Mick in front of it. In 1904, the McLeod brothers, both red-headed, freckled Irishmen. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Made the journey from Edmonton, which is in Canada, I'm pretty sure, okay. to the Nahani Range, which is hard to tell. I think it's in the northwest. <laughs> the north. <laughs> Maybe you shouldn't drink more wine. <laughs> the Northwest Territories slash the Yukon slash parts of it might be in Alaska. It's a fucking huge place. <laughs> Anyways, they make this journey. It takes a long time. They travel through like freezing cold snow and shit numbingly cold winter is what the blog post said so i know north dakota gets below negative 17 yeah. easy and so. this is north of north dakota yeah so i imagine it negative 30 is and in unseen. 1904 when global warming was not fucking up the climates that's true and cold was cold and warm was warm you know <laughs> not warm cold and warm warm yeah all fucked up <laughs> So they went there for the Klondike gold rush and they had luck. They struck gold in the Nahani Valley and they returned home with their 
success. They returned home and they returned had money. Home. Yeah. Yay! They should have just left it at that. It's like one of those game shows. Whenever I watch these fucking game shows where the person has a ton of money and then they're like, okay, answer this question right and it, it'll be double or nothing. Just fucking leave. Take your money. Take, Take your money. Your money go. Call it good. Don't be greedy. Because mm-hmm. as we will learn, these two Irishmen, <laughs> Scottish, Irish, these two men were greedy mm-hmm. and they went back the next year. And I assume they never made it home. Never to return. Yep, never to return. Yes. So, after a few years, because this is the 1900s, and you wait a few years before you start looking for your own brothers, (laughs) after a few years, their brother Frank, no, sorry, their brother Charlie. So they had a third brother. They got a third brother. Okay. Their brother Charlie was like, hmm, it's been like three years. Maybe I should figure out what's up with Frank and Willie. <laughs> Snail mail. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> well, because, like, you're like, you know, they went on an expedition. It could take three years, maybe. Or I mean, two if years. they came back in a year, they're like, okay, maybe we were yeah. expecting them in a year. And that second year goes by, and you're like, hmm, seems a little long, but we'll see. And by yeah. year three, you're like, hmm. Hmm. They never called me back. I wonder what's wrong with they them. They never <laughs> mailed me back. Oh, I know. I didn't get any letters. I didn't get that horse that was supposed to come two years yeah. ago. <laughs> <laughs> so, and in 1908, Charlie organizes a search into the park, and they find two skeletons at a camp by the edge of the Nahani River. Both corpses were found decapitated, and one of the skeletons lay with his arm outstretched towards a gun and his blanket thrown off of him as if he had been startled out of sleep. Oh, shit. Which means two men are sleeping there. One of them gets decapitated. The other wakes up, throws a blanket, reaches for the gun, and gets decapitated. That quickly. That you... is fast. Why is your gun That's so really far fast. away? Yeah, I don't know. I was say, if you're... I would sleep... I mean... It could have just been like... a gun, but I would sleep with my gun, not having it an arm's length away. Right. I would have it, like, within a foot. Either way, I don't care how close your gun is to you, two people were decapitated within, like, a few seconds. That is true. That is a really quick reaction. Loud enough, he heard it, woke up, and tried to make a thing of it. I'm wondering if he threw the blanket to try and cause a distraction. Do you know? Or, like, to get up. Oh, that's fair. Getting up. I I was thinking maybe he tried to throw it. Because it, it said that he threw the blanket over his brother as if he threw it to the side. Mm. But it makes me think that there weren't two people. Because if it was two people come to chop some two people's head off, you'd think, like, if you and I were going to chop some people's heads off, we found them in a camp. Maybe I would on choose one, sides. you'd choose the other. We'd probably mm-hmm. go one, two, three, chop, and get them both at the same time. I don't like that tactic, but yes, <laughs> I see what you're saying. <laughs> so this makes me think that it was one assailant chopped one guy's head off, and then within seconds was able to chop off the other one. And I might be planting a small seed in your brain. I was going to ask if they know if there was a weapon involved. Was it a clean cut? Was it it chopped? It doesn't say. It just says that they... It doesn't even say whether or not the heads were still there. It just says that they were Uh, decapitated. Okay. 
Yeah. Like, these are things I want to know, but it's bold right. enough. We're not going to get the details I, know. I want to know. Like, Which is like, kind of fun. It is kind of fun, <laughs> but it just makes me question more. Like, where are the heads there? Are they not? Was it a clean cut? Was it, like, bitten off? Yeah. Like, what, what did the scene actually look like? Blank and gun are... Blank. Blanket. <laughs> blanket and gun are good details, but not enough details for me. I know, but that's what makes it fun. That's true. It so, is, is exciting. Since the McLeod brothers, 42 other people have either been decapitated or disappeared in the Nahani Valley. And that's just that have been recorded. The answer of life. Wow. Oh my God. You're right. It's fucking 42. Yes, oh, it's 42. <laughs> so in 1917, a Swiss prospector by the name of Martin Jorgensen sent word to his nope. family. Martin Jorgensen. Jorgensen. No, he's Swiss. I don't know what Swiss sounds like. That's like Swiss. English. Well, Swiss is very... Jorgensen. Weird. It's like German. Jorgensen. Jorgensen. I don't know. Okay. We got any Swiss Swisses out there. <laughs> if we have anyone who knows how to speak Swedish, please reach yeah, out. Swedish. I always forget. Swedish and Swiss are... Swedes speak Swiss. Yes. No. <laughs> Swedes are Swiss, but they speak Swedish. Oh. It's <laughs> like the Danes are Dan The Danish, Danes are Danish, but they, but they speak, speak Danish. <laughs> we, we, we need to stop. <laughs> I'm sorry. That <laughs> All I know is Wunderbar. <laughs> oh, thank you, wine feel great <laughs> and she says she's not drunker than me <laughs> oh i know i'm drunker than you i've had a lot more than you have. but um, i'm having fun anyway continue yeah are you flexing on me bro i'm just thinking about getting another cider while you continue oh my god <laughs> okay so we've been drinking a white merlot yeah we didn't tell him about our merlot yeah it's really good it really is oh where'd it go um Sutter home. Yeah, it's a Sutter home. It was before taxes. It was like five dollars and something, and I'm really enjoying it and definitely feeling it. Yeah, I can tell. <laughs> Fuck right off. <laughs> you let me enjoy this. I've been sick all week. Oh. <laughs> okay. Let's see. Sorry. Continue. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, I'm. Su I'll be surprised if we have listeners after yeah, this. All right. <laughs> Okay. I hope you enjoy our banter as much as we do. <laughs> they don't. No. Uh, okay. After the McLeod brothers, in 1917, so like 10-ish years later, a Swiss prospector by the name of Martin <laughs> Jorgensen... I wondering how we got here. That's right. Yes. Jorgensen. Go ahead. ...sent word to his family that he struck it rich, quote-unquote, in the Nahani River Valley. And we all know what that means. He found gold! No, he got decapitated. Oh. He said struck it rich. <laughs> Klondike gold rush. My picture was gold. It's both. Okay, so, so he did find gold, but he also died. He also died. Okay. Yeah, don't it. touch the gold. It's simple. It's, it's cursed. Not, it's not your gold, yeah. It's cursed. Yeah. Don't take it. Don't fucking touch the gold. Just fucking stop being greedy. Yeah. Okay. So, shortly after... He sent that word. Um, 
he was found decapitated in his sleeping bag next to a cabin that was burned to the ground. Shit. Yeah. Again, not modern times, but I want to know what caused the fire. Did yeah, he dude. do it? Was he was campfire too close to the building? Was that's it the retarded. thing that they caught? It's an idea. <laughs> Sorry. Everything a... was built in wood at the time. I used the R word. I meant How to say, dare you. That's dumb. Okay. Who I'll does take their that. fire that close to a cabin? Why yes. why do you got a campfire outside? You got a why cabin. Isn't he, I was just about to say, why is he in the cabin? <laughs> I think it means foul play. Okay. <laughs> foul play. Noted. Keep talking. Okay. And let me out of the room because I want more cider. Oh my god, she's she's an alcoholic, everybody. It's the sad truth. Blame genetics. <laughs> I'm gonna keep going while you're yeah. gone. Just speak up loud enough so I can hear you. No. <laughs> okay. So, everybody who's still with me in this closet by myself, after this Swiss man burned down his house or something, oh, that was quick. Yeah. Damn, fast. you're fast. <laughs> That's how you know she's an alcoholic. <laughs> she sniffed it out. <laughs> I just know how to work for my alcohol when I need it. I don't yeah, get it real. very often. I usually just drink with you. Yeah, because you're an alcoholic. Everyone's keeping it away from you. <laughs> I'm just kidding. This is unfair. That's fair. That's why my roommate won't make more alcohol. <laughs> oh, okay. So, never mind. It is fair. Hey, it's not as bad as when I left my ex. So, True. I'm, I'm okay right now. True. I, I prefer this. Sorry for the noise, guys. Yeah, that's a lot of noise. Anyways. <laughs> in 1945, an anonymous miner from Ontario was found decapitated in his sleeping bag. Where was he? That's it. That's all it says. Oh. Yeah. Well, that's not very informative. Yeah, and it's kind of sad because there have been 45 deaths slash dis disappearances. <laughs> and I did... Okay, I've been lazy in the past, I'll admit. I did my research. I was, like, looking on police websites, looking on the Royal Canadian Mounted Police website, looking for... Cana Canadian... <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> Canadian missing persons, okay? And of the 44 other cases, all I can find is everyone mentioning 44 cases, not, like, specifically what happened to who, whether they disappeared or got decapitated. So I'm, like, kind of irritated. So it's just the cases. It's not yeah, I was the looking actual at details. Death records. I was looking at missing persons, files, like, cold cases, I appreciate your effort. That's a lot to look at yeah, all of that shit. Yeah, because I was, like, motivated. This is dope-ass. <laughs> dope. <laughs> Anyways. Okay. So, some, some resources that I read insinuated that the Royal Canadian Mounted Police kind of have covered up. Not covered up, but they haven't brought to light the type of shit that's going on in this Nahani River Valley. So the Mounties have secrets. Yes. Or... It sounds more like they can't figure out what the fuck's happening to these people and they don't want to admit that because it would be admitting their own Failure. shortcomings because they've also claimed that all of these deaths have been explainable, mm. but they can't like... Explain them. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. So I think that's part of the reason it's been hard to fucking find anything. I did find one thing. Okay, what did you find? And I'm jumping ahead of myself. No, I'm not. I did find one thing. Okay. I found a story from 
2018, about two men that went missing in 2005. And this is an interesting story. So, the two men, by the names of Frederick Hardesty and David Horsey, went to a friend's cabin on the banks of the Nahani River. Okay. Mm-hmm. what they do. So, okay. I, th- I think they were there pretty much to hang out or to hunt or something. Mm-hmm. I mean, hunting's really big out there for survival. Makes yeah. sense. Yeah. Um, so, they were last seen... At the cabin on June 12th, 2005. And then on June 16th, the men's friend, I think the guy who owned the cabin, Mm -hmm. Rod Gunderson, returned to the cabin to find that his friends were missing. So he reported, he reported seeing, he reported them as missing, and he reported seeing smoke and some small fires. He reported that the cabin door was locked and that the both had... Both men had left their guns behind. Smoke signals. Yeah, I don't know if he meant, like, there was smoke, like, coming at random places around the trees or, like, coming out of the cabin. It's not super clear. Um, so then on, so that was June 16th. On June 18th, the Royal Canadian Mounted Police began searching for the two men, and they did so for about five days, um, but on the 23rd, they decided that they'd failed um, to find anything, so they just stopped searching. Which is, like, yo. It's the fucking Canadian, like, oh my god, wilderness? Like, five days? Five days? You gotta search a little longer. Yeah, I would say, like, a month before yeah. you give up. Because it's the that's... fucking wilderness, bro. Yeah. No one, t- I'm not gonna go into this rant, but I have a rant for this. But Anyways. I wanna hear your rant. What What is it? My rant is that nobody takes the wilderness seriously. That's a very fair point. Yeah. My, (laughs) I'm not sure everyone has one of these, but my least favorite bumper sticker is the mountains are calling and Mm -hmm. I must follow. Or the other one, which is my second least favorite, is all those who wander are not lost. Because anyone who has those fucking bumper stickers has come to Colorado being like, yo, I like the mountains, I like the wilderness, and I like to hike. But guess what, bitch? The wilderness doesn't like you. It doesn't give a fuck. mountain lions and bears and shit. Yeah, it doesn't give a fuck about you. It will eat you alive. You're not going to conquer the fucking wilderness. It's like that guy from Into the Wild. Fucking retard. Sorry. What's his face? Fucking idiot. So if you're a nurse, quit using that word. I know. I'm I'm a new nurse. I'm learning. (laughs) It's been almost a year. I know. Two of the it's day. bad. It's bad. Um, that guy from Into the Wild. Uh, he died. I forgot his name. But because yes. he ate some stupid ass potato seeds that weren't in season. Potatoes are naturally poisonous. He thought that a moose was an elk, and then when he killed it, he didn't even know how to save the meat. Oh my god. And he's like, yo, I can go into the wilderness and conquer the wilderness, and the wilderness and I are one. No, the wilderness doesn't give a fuck about you. No, and that's a huge pet peeve of mine. When people kill an animal, and they don't know how to use all of its meat, how to preserve it, how to actually respect the animal that they just took yeah, out. Yeah, and he dies. or a rabbit. If you don't know how to save everything to a tea... And reuse it for later or save it for food for later. It's just a waste. 
And it's horrible to waste a life like that. Yeah, and he died because he was an idiot. And he thought he could conquer the wilderness, or the wilderness and him were one, and he wanted to get away from society. We've spent millions of years getting out of the wilderness for a reason. Because it's dangerous, it doesn't give a fuck about your life. We're beyond that. Yeah. Not to mention, can that be my new pet peeve of people killing animals and not actually keeping uh, everything? Yes, that can be your pet peeve. Sweet, because it bothers me to shit. Yeah, and this is my pet peeve. Anyways... I forget where I was at, but don't uh, fuck around with the wilderness. The wilderness will eat you alive. <laughs> Stop that shit. It's dumb. Okay, anyways. <clears throat> where was I? Okay. We were talking about some the small fires. The, the small fires in the smoke. And in shit. the cabin. I don't know where the small their fires were. Why was the cabin on fire? That's so, what I want to know. The last thing I said was on the 18th, they spent five days looking for him. They gave up on the 23rd. Mm-hmm. On the 27th, David Horsey's body was found nearly four kilometers away from the cabin, just like kind of in the brush. That's roughly two miles. Yeah. And then on July 5th, which is like nearly almost two weeks later, the other guy, David Horsey's body. Sorry. Jesus Christ. (laughs) No, no, no. I'm so dumb. Okay. On July 5th, the Royal Canadian... Mounted police decided to restart up the search. That's what it was. So on the oh, 27th... Oh, so because they found a body, they're like, oh shit, we should probably keep searching. Right. But they took, like, almost a week to decide that. Oh. A little okay. fishy. Um, and this time for the search, they employed police dogs. So then on the 8th, three days later, the dogs locate Hardesty's body... Floating in the river 20 kilometers away from the cabin in the Nahini Why was Nahani he so river. far away? Because was... it's been like a month. Oh, I guess he was in the river. That makes sense. Yeah. I was just thinking if they went out as a pair together, one is found four kilometers away from that cabin that burned down and the other ended up in a river. No, the cabin didn't burn down. That was the other guy. Oh. Their ca- this cabin's fine. <laughs> what is with all these cabins? <laughs> <laughs> it's the fucking wilderness, bro. Okay, so one dude was found four kilometers away from a cabin. In the bush. In a bush. Okay. Yeah. In the bushes? In the bush, meaning like in Just the wilderness. The wilderness. Yeah. Okay. Was he decapitated? No. Neither of them were decapitated. They were just crazy distance apart. So they one were just was found dead. in the wilderness and the other was found in the river. Yeah, it makes no sense. No, it so, doesn't. Unless he was trying to escape whatever killed the first guy and didn't make it past the river and the river just carried him down. Right. So this is this is an issue. Sounds so like it. The Royal Canadian Mounted Police, the RCMP, they ruled the death they ruled the two of deaths accidents. Hmm. Mm-hmm. Okay, I don't see that as being mm-hmm. probable, but whatever, Mounties, you yep. do your thing. Which is basically what their family said until 2018. Wow. The family asked to reopen the case, claiming that crucial details pointed to foul play rather than accidental death. And here yeah. are those crucial details. Okay. First, the cabin was riddled with bullet holes, one of which was in the floor. Oh, shit. Yep. The two men... This is two. The two men were described as having been experienced bushmen who wouldn't just fucking fall in a river 
or fucking die in the wilderness. In the wilderness. Because they ruled one is drowning, one is hypothermia. If you're an experienced Bushman, okay. you understand that nature doesn't give a fuck about you. And that you have to protect yourself and you're not going to fucking just wander into the yeah. forest. No, that definitely points to foul play. Exactly. Like... Additionally, one of the men's shirts was found to have had bullet holes in it that looked as if it had come from a shotgun. So, like, multiple bullet holes in the shirt. Yes, you're raising your hand. What can I help you with? Question. (laughs) Was he wearing the shirt or was it just off to the side? I was wondering that, too, because the RCMP could have easily hidden that. Because mm-hmm. it'd be like, how could you rule a death by hypothermia or drowning if, if the have... shirt has bullet holes? Exactly. It sounds like, so their friend, Rod Gunderson, came across the cabin first. It was it Rod. sounds like, no. <laughs> <laughs> no. It sounds like Rod found this shirt at the cabin. Like, it wasn't on either of them. He found it at the cabin did it have, did it mention if it had blood stains on it? No. Okay. So, like, if it's got bullet holes, it's like, either they could have just shot a random shirt that was just in the vicinity, or someone was wearing it, they shot them, they took the shirt off, and then deposited the body either in the bushes or in the river. Right. But... It's fucking weird. It makes no sense. No, not at all. And I think after they asked to have the case reopened... I don't think the Royal Canadian Mounted Police have actually reopened it and put their time into Come on, it out. Mounties. Yeah, you goddamn Mounties. I know. I've always liked the Mounties, but this is like going to the California yeah. Police Department. Yeah, they're LAPD. crooked. Them Royal Mounties are crooked. Fuck them. <laughs> all right, so besides all these weird random deaths that are totally weird and suspicious suspicious yes how the fuck does alaska and the saber wolf have anything to do with any of this where are all the heads basically are they still like near the bodies or were they taken like in sleepy hollow i don't know we'll find out there are two main theories um of why all these people are being decapitated in the headless men valley or whatever so, the first theory is that, remember the Naha people? Mm-hmm. The first theory is that the Naha people are still around. Because back That's in the day, thought. back in the day, like, thousands of years ago or hundreds of years, I don't know, the Naha people were like a super violent tribe mm. that everyone feared. They would literally come down. So, back in the day, the valley... We have a year for back in the I day. Don't. I don't. Okay. I know. It's horrible. Anyways. Before the gold <laughs> <laughs> Back in the day, um, the Naha tribe were the only tribe that was ballsy enough to live in the Nahani Valley. Because even back then, it had, like, people were superstitious of it, and they didn't want to be around the fucking place. Okay. But they lived up there. And it's said that they would come down from the hills into these um into these places and they would come into the villages and decapitate people and take their heads so oh, shit it might be them then right but 
their random violence like stopped all of a sudden and they have not been seen or heard from in thousands, hundreds, whatever. They haven't been seen or heard from since at least the 1700s. Shit. Yeah. For those of you who don't know time sequences, that would be about the year 1800. It always goes back a year. A year. A decade. No, I didn't say... But I didn't say the turned... 17th century. I said the 1700s. Oh. So the I 16th century. Never mind. 16th century. You're 1700s. You're adorable. I'm tipsy. Leave me be. So nobody has seen that tribe. But they have a history of decapitating people and taking their heads as trophies. Okay. Right. The other theory, which is way cooler and way doper, is of the saber wolf. Oh, so we're getting into the wolf now. Back to the saber wolf. So, the saber wolf, also known as the Wahila, is a massive wolf that is legend in, like, Inuit culture. Uh Uh-huh. So, the Wahila has been seen. It says that the Wahila's, like, main territory is the Nahani River Valley. (laughs) Jesus Christ. The Nahani (laughs) River Valley. Would you like a cider? No, I'm okay. (laughs) Are you sure? Yes. Okay. Um, Has been, like, its main crib is the Nahani River Valley. But it's been seen up into Alaska. Like, there are plenty of anecdotes and legends of the saber wolf in Alaska. So, its origin is in Inuit culture. And it's described as a massive wolf-like creature that is normally seen with snow-white fur and travels alone rather than in a pack like a regular wolf would. So, the the Wahila is described as beefy with one witness, Frank Graves, describing it as a wolf on steroids, quote-unquote. Wolf on steroids. Yeah. All right. Sounds exciting. It's said to have weirdly large feet, a wide head, and a heavy build with shoulders that measure three to four feet across. Jesus. Yeah. Fucking... He's ripped. Yeah, (laughs) Yeah. three to four feet on a wolf? Yeah. Like, the average dog is a foot. Yeah, it's (laughs) definitely a big-ass wolf. Um, it is, and the reason it's tied to these, to the Valley of the Headless Men, is because it is known to kill its victims and then rip its, rip their heads off. Shit. (laughs) So, the most recent sighting of the Gila... Of the Wahila was in 2018 by Frank wow. Graves. That was only two years ago. Yeah. The guy, Frank Graves, the guy who thought, who said it was a wolf on steroids. Okay. So, so he saw it. Yeah. So Frank Graves led an expedition for the saber wolf into the Nahani Valley, which kind of makes him less reputable because if you're leading an expedition to find the saber wolf and you say that you saw the saber wolf, it's kind of in your best interest. Anyways, when he went into the Nahani Valley, he brought with him a guide um, who was a man who was part of the First Nation to help him navigate the area. Okay. 
First Nation of... It just said First Nation. So I'm okay. guessing tribal guy knows the area. Might be Denny. Might be Navajo. Might be Inuit. It didn't really say. Okay. Anyways, one day, Frank and this guy are out trying to hunt for food on the top of a bluff in the Nahani Valley. The guide left Frank alone to try and kill some birds which he had spotted. So while Frank was alone, apparently the beast emerged from the woods and Frank immediately unloaded both barrels of his shotgun at the giant wolf. But the wolf seemed to barely notice and turned around to walk back into the forest. So he was shot a fuck ton of times and he was like, eh, whatever. Yeah, he's a fucking massive wolf, you know? Mm -hmm. <laughs> so apparently as the wolf walked away, Frank reloaded his shotgun and refired into the back of him, and he still just disappeared into the woods. So then the guide, who had been hunting the birds, heard these shots and came running to Frank, thinking that he got some sort of kill, you know, mm -hmm. to eat. Um, but Frank, like, told him frantically, yo, I saw this massive wolf and I shot some shit into <laughs> it, but it, like, just fucking walked away. And the guide... Just hearing the very, like, this very small amount, like, I saw a massive wolf, he was like, yo, we gotta get the fuck out of here, we can't stick around here, we gotta go back to the camp. So he, so they ran back to the camp. Once they got there, Frank was able to describe the entire situation, and the guy was like, I think you saw the Wahila. Oh, shit. The only problem with this story is that Frank went out to find the Wahila... And then he happens to see it while he's alone. So no one's there to corroborate his sighting. Mm, so it's I a see. little suspicious. But it's a dope story still. It is. Um, so what also makes this a little more creepy and suspicious is that the Royal Canadian Mounted Police have investigated the area because of all the crazy amounts of people disappearing and decapitations going on. Okay. And that's where their ruling of, like, nothing supernatural at all is going on here came from. I still think that that tribe is still alive and active, and they're just hiding and disguising it as being a wolf. So you're in the Naha tribe. Mm-hmm. What is that called? Fan girl group, groupie group. Believers. Believers. <laughs> I myself, I'm a saber wolf girl. Saber Wolfie. Note to all, the skeptic is believing in the Saber Wolf. <laughs> the Saber Wolf is dope. Okay, because... It is. Let's think back to the first two who, <laughs> who were the brothers and got decapitated within a few seconds of each other. Saber Wolf. Chomped yeah. one's head off, chomped the other off. If you're a human, if you're a Naha, not Naha guy, you're a tribe, tribal guy... Of, like, this violent group who may or may not still exist. Like, would you decapitate two people by yourself? And if, would you be able to do it if so they're quickly? Notably, if they're noted for being decapitated people. Sorry, that was decapitators? worded. Decapitators? Oh, yes. <laughs> decapitators. If they're known for decapitating their victims, then yes. I would say that that doesn't sound out side of the normal abnormal but like your naha tribal guy working by himself versus my saber wolf who's a beefy fucker 
I like the idea of the saber wolf. I'm just saying, I think these people are still around and they're decapitating people. I don't think so, though. Because, like, there's no one else has seen them. And why would they randomly stop descending into the villages to decapitate people? For survival. What? Survival. What? (laughs) (laughs) I mean, if you think about the gold rush and the things that happened afterwards and (laughs) the... um, What's it? The Trail of Tears and all the stuff that happened. That is not in this region. Do you know that as a fact? No, but I'm pretty sure that's like (laughs) an American thing. This is Canada. That's true. We got a foot in Alaska, but this is Canada. Okay, Saber Wolf team. Saber Wolf girls. (laughs) Hashtag. (laughs) Like, you got two people in a camp that are sleeping. You're a fucking beefy ass Saber Wolf. You've chopped off heads with your mouth because you're huge. You chop off one head and you're loud, okay? Because you're like, like grabbing on that head, ripping it apart. The other guy wakes up. He's like, oh, shit. And you go and you fucking, you fucking leap on that guy because you're a beefy apple. Fuck. (laughs) You're a beefy ass wolf. You tear his head off. He's dead. If you're a person, first of all, you're not making as much noise. Like, if you really chopped this guy's head off in one swoop, enough where he didn't wake up... How do you know he didn't wake up? Because there was, like, no sign that he struggled at all. It could have been within, like, the last half a second, like, oh, shit, my eyes are open. Okay, your oh, eyes could have opened, but, like, <laughs> you, you're, you're a guy chopping off another guy's head. You're standing over him, you got maybe an axe, like a sharp axe, and you're like... Ooh, chop. And the guy looks up at you and you have to bring your hand all the way back with that big ass axe and chop again. That other guy, after the first chop's already on his feet, like, yo, if you're a saber wolf, though, you're crunching at someone's head. And the the second guy looks at you, throws his blanket off and he's like, oh, fuck. Like, there's a second of like, this is a massive fucking wolf. What am I going to fucking do? Nothing. Because I'm a... Because it's a fucking wolf. Anyways. Saber wolf clan. Yeah. I <laughs> guess that's fair. I'm just thinking if you were... That's why I want to know if the heads were kept, if the heads were gone, and if the cut was clean or jagged. Because jagged yeah. would be teeth. Clite, clite. Clean <laughs> would be a third party. Right. So. Right. But we don't know. No, we don't. So anyways, the RCMP has investigated the area because there's been so many claims of people disappearing even to this day and people being found decapitated and they've still ruled that it's not supernatural. They're like, guys, we've looked into it. It's not supernatural. (laughs) And like, honestly, of all the sources that I read, they all are like, yeah, they actually did look into it. So So the Wahila is still at large. Yeah, or than <laughs> the entire tribe of the Naha people, which is, like, less likely, sorry. <laughs> so, so it's either the Naha people or the Wahila. Yes, yes. Okay. And so even though they've assured everybody, oh, this is all, this is all natural, this is all explainable, um, parts of the park are still roped off. Hmm. And they're roped off because they're dangerous to the public. 
but a lot of conspiracy theories and conspirators, conspiracy people, theorists, theorists claim that they're roped off because they're areas that the RCMP and the park, the people who run the park or whatever, can't explain, but they don't want people getting decapitated. So you can visit the park, but not these certain places. Okay. And besides the decapitations, there's also a lot of reports of people seeing UFOs, strange lights, and other cryptids. They claim, like, some people think, okay, we didn't go into what a cryptid is. For anyone listening, because I didn't know. I didn't know what a fuck a cryptid is. A cryptid (laughs) is basically like a mystical creature. And there's whole ass fucking blogs about this shit. People call themselves cryptologists. Mm-hmm. And they make it, they try to make it kind of sciencey where they're like, this is a wolf that that is an ancestor of these ancient ass fucking wolves. I'm pretty sure I wrote it they down. They bring the science to the cryptid. Right. But so, a cryptid would be like Bigfoot. Bigfoot is a cryptid. Yeah. So they're saying so Bigfoot just... might exist. Like mm-hmm. there's sightings of Bigfoot. There's sightings of the saber wolf. And cryptologists who are trying to substantiate this as best they can with, like, ancient species, they think that the Wahila is a descendant of the Pylocene, no, 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 of the Amphicyonidae, which is a predatory bear wolf from the Pylocene period. Bear wolf, that makes me think of... The Last Airbender. What? Avatar, The Last Airbender, the cartoon. They rarely actually had a bear that wasn't mixed with something. It was like bear wolves or bear cats or bear monkeys. Like, it was always two different species mixed into one. Hmm. Anyways. (laughs) (laughs) Um, So that's their best explanation for the Wahila. So, yeah, basically, the whole valley is shrouded in mystery. People still to this day, especially, like, tribal people that are still around, the Denny, the Navajo, Inuits, they will not set foot in this park because no matter what the fucking Mounties say, they know there's some shit going down and they're not going to risk their lives and their necks just to check out this dope-ass park, which is dope. All right. Noted. And that's it. That's all I got. Awesome episode. <laughs> that was pretty fun. I think that we should do fun. aliens soon. Yes. Aliens, cryptid, and spooks. Yes. All of the occult. Is that what you would call it? Occult pretty much limits it down to supernatural. Supernatural. Things. But when you put in aliens, I would say cryptid kind of taps into occult a little bit, but not very much. It would be more. Like aliens and cryptids mm. are a separate thing outside of ghost hauntings and yeah. spooks on that side. Yeah, them spooks. Spooks! <laughs> Alright, everybody. Hope you enjoyed it. Yeah, that um, was a fun episode. You can find us on Instagram. Instagram, Facebook, Spotify. Twitter. Patreon. Uh, Patreon. Twitter. Do we ever tweet? No, we don't tweet really bad about that. I thought you were supposed to be on tweet. Maybe I'll get on the tweet. (laughs) Okay. So for Instagram, it is haunts with a Z 
underscore n underscore creeps with a z not an s but again patreon uh patreon.com forward slash haunts and creeps no spaces no underscores on that just z's and you can email us with any spooky stories or weird phenomenon you don't know how to explain but want to share to the world it is haunts and creeps at gmail.com fuck yeah uh find us find us we will respond to any message because it's fun for us and (laughs) we like seeing your guys's involvement but we are on patreon instagram twitter tune in stitcher and a couple others i can't remember the names of right now and it's great yeah come find us come have some fun reach (laughs) out to us we need patreon support a lot to get better recording stuff yeah, we're yeah. still in the closet. We still are using my blanket as a sound buffer yeah. thing. <laughs> I think we'll do a video before you move of what our beginnings were yeah. in our podcast. Yeah. <laughs> yep, because it's hilarious. Well, we love you all and keep it creepy. Bye. Bye.